Hey Gloucester, welcome back to Fishtown Express, your own personalized podcast. Well, I have a wonderful guest today, Mr. Robert Walsh, who is the artistic director of the Gloucester Stage Company in his second year. Welcome to Gloucester, <laughs> to Fishtown Express. Gordon, thanks so much. Appreciate it. That's it's great. good to be on. Well, I gotta be, I'll be honest with you. I have not been a huge customer of the Gloucester Stage Company over the years. I go to one show a year or so. Mm-hmm. I've been to every show this year, including the readings. That's and so I great. don't know whether that is you or whether that is just good timing, good actors, but I guess the thing I really want to talk to you about is how did you get to Gloucester, and what is your vision, really, for what you do there? Mm, wow, there's a lot That's there. That's a big chunk there. there there's a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for coming to the theater so often. Uh, it is a signal, I hope, of the collective effort. So uh, as much as I would like to take uh, you know, <laughs> some of the responsibility, uh, the, it's really a team effort in terms of how we put all of it together. Uh, my own journey, though, to Gloucester, I, I landed here, uh, moved here from New York in uh, the late 80s, found myself on stage in 1990 in Two for the Seesaw with Dossie Peabody, and uh, directed by Gray Johnson. And, One of uh, my favorite actresses. Yeah, Dossie, of course, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, of course, Israel was artistic director at that time, and... Uh, uh, Mary John Boylan was a managing director. So uh, since that time, I have had the great pleasure to work on and off through the years. That was a long time ago. That was a while yeah, ago. Yeah, because Mary John was a while ago. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, you know, not a, not every season, obviously. Uh, certain other jobs took me out of the area. But uh, some consistency and certainly doing, I found I've, have found myself the good fortune of doing a, quite a number of Israel's plays. So, uh, you know, another one dating way back was The Barking Sharks oh. with uh, Joey McIntyre, <laughs> you know, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, and, uh, um, and often, you know, uh, when Eric Engel was uh, in as artistic director a number of years ago, um, he brought me in to do plays that often would have uh, moments of violence. Mm-hmm. As so an actor. He, as an actor or yeah. as a director. Uh-huh. So quite often as okay. a director. So mm-hmm. so he, he knew he was sort of double dipping. Uh, mm-hmm. I would direct the play and I also stage scenes of violence and <laughs> mayhem and all that sort of thing. <laughs> and what was your experience to do that? Were you well, trained I, in sword fighting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've spent a lot of time doing that stuff. And oh so that's God. one of the things I teach. So I'm on the faculty at Brandeis University. And oh, uh, so fantastic. I'm a member of an organization called the Society of American Fight Directors. Love that. It's Do you have cool. a whole collection cool. of cantaloupes you, and things that you're hitting for sound effects while they're all? Well, well you, you don't want to see my basement. It looks <laughs> like, it looks like a torture chamber, or some, you know, some medieval uh, yes. you know, armory. But uh, yeah, it's it's fun stuff. It's fun to do, but it definitely takes a, a certain level of technique. So, uh, and particularly if you're just doing something for an individual production. You know, you're really against uh, not a lot of rehearsal hours mm. in general for mm-hmm. the play, never mind for the moments that have strong physical risk. Mm-hmm. But uh, so it's important to, f- to have someone who really can Oh, totally. Can, I mean, not only to invent the choreography, the yeah. but to stick to the choreography. I can right. see it getting dangerous. That's right. If you did, are a foot to the right when Correct. the punch comes in, and it's or, an intimate theater, yeah. and it is three quarters yeah. around, so that's right. you know in a proscenium you can hide more. 
That's right. In a thrust oh, theater, right. you begin to show more things that you don't want the and audience of course, to see. You, you have to never break the number one rule. Don't get blood that's on right. the patrons. Yeah. That's kind of unreal. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, we actually had a moment in uh, last season when we were doing Gloucester Blue, and I had a, a knockdown, dragout fight. In fact, I ended up killing Francisco Solorzano. <laughs> but uh, there was a moment where, where I threw him into this makeshift desk, and there was a, a little remainder of the coffee in the cup and we quite liked love the moment of seeing the coffee come flying out of the cup <laughs> as a part of you know papers flying Wait everywhere you yeah. just gross dishevelment yeah. everywhere uh, but of course there were moments when it sometimes hit the audience so we had to back off of that <laughs> well now how did you get the day that eric engel said i'm not gonna be I'm going to be rolling out of town. Uh, how did? What was the connection there? Did they call you or? So yeah, the actually last season I was serving as an interim artistic director. So, uh, but it, it's the same job basically. So yes. I came in, we organized the season, pick pick plays, uh, so on and so forth. Um, but did they call you because you have been so great as an actor and as an interim director? Sometime directly. Actually, they contacted several people. Yeah. So there was a, a short list of okay. folks who uh, have have some track record with mm -hmm. the, with the company, and uh, so uh, you know the way these things sort out, uh, I, I ended up getting the nod. Well, it's just fantastic because you know I, when I think about some of the reasons I wasn't going to the stage company that much is there was a certain similarity in the plays, mm -hmm. and uh, as I think I have mentioned to you before, it was more. Uh, serious or theatery, the theater world, the drama world, and that it was almost more how it was going to play in New York mm -hmm. and what the actors from New York thought mm -hmm. than it was about relating to Gloucester mm -hmm. and the role of theater in Gloucester. Um, whether it was your intent or not, remember I had said, that's something I feel has changed markedly. Mm -hmm. I think the uh, Different combinations of the plays mm -hmm. are just fantastic. I mean, that crazy play uh, out of Sterno, yeah, <laughs> matched this year by the one about the family. The name is Pesquif oh, the, the last horse, yeah, yeah, and that insane play, the Albatross. You're right. That was just superb. Great. Thank and you. then the first play, um, what was that? Lettuce and Lovage. Lettuce and Lovage. Yeah. Right, right. Each one was different, mm -hmm. although out of Sterno was somewhat like the last words. Uh, you know, it's so funny when I. After the last words, the whole week, I miss those people. I wanted to hear them again and see yeah, them again. Yeah, that, like distorted yeah. family, you I know. know right? so it was great. Well, and I miss them because they're such they're they're such. All of our ensembles mm. this year have been amazing. Oh, they, yeah. they they really you know they're hurled together in a yeah. short space of time, but uh, they graft beautifully. They have so much fun together. It's, well, Amanda it, Collins, just hanging I mean, around. I yeah, mean, come right? on, exactly. Yeah, I mean that you are blessed with having her in your little orbit. Of yeah. Lives. Yes, we are most um, definitely. I loved her last year too, and out of Sterno with that crazy Jen Ellis who played the right. manicurist. I did a show with her, 1776, where she was Jefferson's wife. And what a difference between that and yeah. that part she played. I know. Well, I what know. a sex pot, right? <laughs> <laughs> she has great range. I will, I well, will there's say one that of those her. in yeah. every one of those plays. Yeah. Uh, who's yeah. the author? I'm trying to remember her. Zoe? No. 
Deborah Zoe Lawford. Je- there you go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, then in the play this year, the that curvaceous woman who... And those characters always have the most to reveal to us. You think they're going to be so two-dimensional, and that right. character was great in the end. Well, De- and Deb does that beautifully. Her, yeah. There's a, a comedic piece where it, it feels on the page, even if you're looking at it, it might feel two-dimensional, mm-hmm. but as soon as you know an actor inhabits it, you you really get to the message underneath it all. So she's very clever that Well, way. speaking of that, I, I also have noticed a difference. Now, I have to be honest, I saw you do your opening uh, curtain speech in, I think, three plays, but then I saw someone else do it mm-hmm. one night. Nobody does it like you. <laughs> and what you do that they weren't doing in years past, you seem to orient the whole season's program to Gloucester. Hmm. And to the whole universe of theater in our town, as opposed to, okay, here's the next show on the list. I uh, mm-hmm, hope mm-hmm. you like it. Come back and buy another one. By the way, buy a raffle ticket for a motorcycle. I, I never felt loved, welcome, wanted, and that this is the program, how this theater is a part of this town. Hmm. This year, hmm. a little bit last year, mm-hmm. I have felt that more mm-hmm. and more, especially the days when you give the speech. You have a real warmth enveloping, welcoming attitude towards, like, this isn't going to be the only show you come to. Right. Rather than <laughs> emphasis, buy a ticket, yeah. buy a deal, we yeah. gotta do this. Yeah. That was probably necessary because theater is so horrible to make money in. But, in the past. But, it's, it's tricky, but yeah. uh, the, I'm, certainly one of my main goals is to be sure, you know, whether our audience likes a particular play and you can't obviously please everybody with every single no. choice that you make. My hope is that the the general consensus would be that the quality and level of production uh, from, you know, the sets to cost, you know, all the design elements yeah. to the actors, to the direction, all of yeah. all of that feels like it has a quality and, and there's a thought behind it and it's it's very caring. Uh, relative to season selection, yeah, that's a tricky deal because you are looking, as you mentioned, we're looking for variety mm-hmm. so that there's something for everyone yeah, effectively. Balance. I mean, like Albatross, like that yeah. play. Yeah. No, that couldn't go in every season. Correct. Yeah. But it's, uh, and that, you know, obviously my rationale was, you know, hey, Gloucester. You know, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. He kind of a, bit of a, a no-brainer. Robin Williams kind of persona <laughs> yeah. to yeah. that guy. Yeah. And, but, well, and Ben is an old friend. Yeah. Uh, but when I, you know, because the production had been done in Boston, uh, where it garnered several Norton Awards and yeah. so forth. But, uh, you know, when I saw it, I was like, oh, my gosh, we, we definitely have to get this up here for anybody who did not get to see it. And it had very limited runs anyway, so I think that was quite good. Uh, the, the advantage for them, actually, in terms of their production, was they then moved it to the Edinburgh Festival, and it's going to New York to, yeah. to play oh, off-Broadway. Yeah. Oh, so okay. I, I also, you know, there's a piece of that that feels like, hmm, okay, well, this is smart Well, one thing producer. you did with that play um, that I really liked, but I know you can't do it every play. I like that we came in at 7.30. We had the 10 minutes, you know, of welcome. Yeah. The play was an hour and 40 or an hour and 35. Yeah. We were out the door by 9.15. Right. I mean, I thought people were going to be kissing you, you know, because <laughs> a lot of times you come in, takes 15 minutes to get the show started. There's an hour or an hour and 10 minute first act, uh, supposedly 20 minute uh, intermission, but it takes five minutes to get them out and get them in. Yeah. And then an hour or a 50 minute second act. Yeah. You walk out the door, you look at your watch. 
1030. Right. Okay. Now, yeah. not free to go drinking. Right. You got to go home and go to bed. Whereas at 9, 915, yeah. all the guys are going, let's yeah. go drinking. Yeah. And that's. <laughs> so I love that. I wish there was a way to shorten the theater experience everywhere. Of course, you have the thing that people want their money's worth. Well, and you know, I mean, you've got a play like Let Us and Lovage, which is over 20 years old, is, uh, you know, it's a got a classic structure. It's mm -hmm. a three-act play. Yeah. But increasingly, you know, more and more writers are writing, you know, what is effectively a one-act yes. play. So yeah. it's intermissionless. Yes. And they tend to be, you know, the, the standard length for those is around 90 minutes. It should be because two hours is too hard to do in one step. Although you do it in the movie. But you well, can get away with two hours, it, it, but yeah. not two and a half. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. 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 We did it last year with the flick. Uh, yeah. Of course, people were like, uh, you know, is there an intermission coming ever? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but, well, so. I, I went to uh, Sing It In The Rain this year. And... Uh, uh, it's, uh, one of the actors, one of the leads, actually gave me the ticket. So, of course, I was going to go David Coffey, who's yeah. screwed. Yeah. I was Marley with him for two years. And, oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, cool. But uh, I got the job because the director uh, brought me in without an audition. But then the next year, or two years later, a new director came in, and he brought his own Marley in. Mm -hmm. So you die by the sword you live by. So it was very <laughs> That's sad. Right. That's right. <laughs> but the point was, after one uh, by, by the way, we waited 15 minutes in a hot, sweaty hall on a 90-degree day up there. Uh, Ten minutes late, the whole 2,000 people waiting to go in. They wow. were very angry. We yeah. got in there. They took forever to start the show. And the person came out, gave their, their curtain speech like they were from New York, and they had to catch a bus. Yeah. And I yeah. kept going like, boy, compared to Gloucester Stage, these guys really, they don't want to sit on the egg. Mm -hmm. They're wait. They want the next egg, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, to be honest, uh, it was so long, and it was so long getting started that we left at intermission. I loved it. I had a ball because we left. But if I'd stayed till eleven thirty, right. I think I would have been yeah. less than satisfied. Yeah, so yeah. I like that. Well, that we, we we do try to it. honor the the yeah. seven thirty curtain, you yeah. know, and and I try to keep my speeches. I want to get all the information out because we have lots of events like Never Dark, so we want That's people right. to understand about you know the play readings and that we want. And that's another thing. Them. That is what Never you know Dark what I mean? is, folks yeah. that are listening, yeah. is your play reading series. Right. I went to two of them. Uh, one of them I couldn't stand, and one of them was fantastic. <laughs> the one written by my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and to your credit, you directed yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Um, and... Uh, and and the other piece that we've added in this year is uh, the solo performance artist. So we, uh, Jay O'Callaghan oh, was an example. Right. You know, oh, he's storyteller. Who, yeah, who's fantastic. been a big favorite yeah. here. At oh, he's been there for years. Yeah, for years. So uh, that that piece is seems to be working. We'd love to. Uh, I'm curious oh. to find out if we can keep keep going with that. Mm -hmm. And we're also interested to expand uh, if possible, as much as we may <laughs> have the capacity uh, to include more music offerings. Mm, now, you know, because, you know, I like the sound you know of that. I mean, yeah. that, that, it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. You know, right now, it's some of it has to do with resources, mm -hmm. uh, capacity well, to produce. Well, you all do numbers. musicals as much as reviews. Right. And they don't sell as well as musicals, but they don't cost as much. Yeah, correct. And yet, <laughs> yeah. you know, there might be some shows that might become more of a compromise where you can have a plot. That's right. And yet you can have a small yeah. you know, yeah. uh, musical cast. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm even, you know, uh, Jeff Zinn and I have been talking about, you know, just uh, not necessarily even music theater performers, but just, you know, musicians, singers, mm -hmm. people, you know, folky, yeah. rocky, stuff like that. There you, you know, go. So yeah. be a nice, nice adventure. Well, speaking of Jeff Zinn, uh, Jeff Zinn is your uh, managing director. Correct. You guys are a great team. 
I think so. I, I just, yeah, yeah, Jeff's a great collaborator. Yeah. Uh, he's you know a wicked smart uh, he's about a, things. An actor. You know, he's an actor and a director. Now, yeah, and yeah. you are an actor. And yeah. to me, it's like that combination of management and actor. So you know how both sides think. Yeah. You also know what to say. Eh, well, enough complaining. Let's go. Right. You know? Right. And 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 you know the rationale around if I you know. We're stuck with a certain budget, yeah. but we have a particular need in a production. You know, he's going to get it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, Jeff, and I all have a connection because you were in State and Maine, the movie. Yep. He was in Sexual Perversity in Chicago. Right. Or, or was it the Duck Variations? Whatever. They played both, together. Both, I think, yeah. And I yeah. was in uh, – David Mamet was my theater teacher at Marlboro College, and I was in the very first production he ever put up of a horribly boring four-hour play called Lake Boat. Oh, that yes. was so filled with swearing and nose picking and farting and burping and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And he hadn't quite perfected that <laughs> thing of giving the language of the gutter interesting. <laughs> well, and, and Lake Boat's still in the canon out there, right? Was, I mean, people do it, right? Yeah. I don't know how don't they know. could. Yeah. I remember so many people walked out at four hours. And uh, I was Skippy. I was one of the leads. <laughs> I was the captain of the Lake Boat. Yeah. But, oh, my God. But David Mamet, of course, uh, went on to... Fame and fortune. Yeah, and I feel very lucky to have uh, had a few opportunities to work with him in the state and Maine among them, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Sarah Green, who uh, is my wife's best buddy, who is... uh, was the producer on that, and she has had a pretty stellar career yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. So definitely. So back to the theater. What do you have any surprises for next year? You're not to that point yet where you've begun to. We're hoping uh, to announce the seasons hopefully soon. Okay. You know, part of that depends on uh, securing rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain of the plays that we would love to scoop up. I'm sure there are other theater companies. <laughs> you are so lucky, though, e- e- to have... Eagerly bidding, oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're so lucky to have such a committed cadre of superstar Boston people who love to come out. It's almost Correct. a vacation. Yeah. And I'm talking, of course, about Paula Plum. Yep. And what's her name? Miss McDonald. Karen and, McDonald. Yes. Yep. And mm-hmm. um, Nancy Carroll. Oh, Nancy Carroll. All of yep. them, really. Yep. I mean, yep. especially Amanda and, yep. uh, and Lewis. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you. So, yeah, it's uh, part of that is yeah, we are. Uh, I'm eager to have a combination of folks that our audience are familiar with because mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, they, they really enjoy that. And also mixing in new artists, so folks with whom we're less familiar. So in our current cast of Man and Snow, we have some Gloucester stage regulars. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Sandra Shipley, Paul okay. O'Brien. Paul O'Brien, I was going to say, is another one on that Correct, that's O'Brien. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Will Lyman. Yes, uh, terrific. Yeah. He, he actually also was in Barking Sharks uh, yes. way back in yeah. the day. Yeah. And uh, uh, Frank Solorzano, who I mentioned was also sure. in Gloucester Blue yeah. and Sins of the Mother and yeah. a number of plays. And uh, two folks who are new to the theater, Ron Nakahara and Ashley Rustine. I saw Ron in the papers, picture, yeah, front page exactly. yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, so that's a treat. We also have some designers who are back, some new design. You know, so it's that that piece for me is is really fun because I love that mix. Now, when I watch the Bob Walsh movie, 
And <laughs> we get to, we're like halfway through the movie. And where do you see the movie going in terms of Robert Walsh? Do you see, no, I love this, this job, this town, this opportunity, and I want to slowly aggrandize the whole balloon together? Or do you see this, no, I've been waiting for this guy to retire in New York, and I kind of have these friends down there that have been trying to lure me down to run this theater? Or yeah, well, yeah, how does the yeah. movie play out in yeah. your mind? Um, that's great. Um, so going back to uh, you know my early days, obviously that production I mentioned with Dossie, but for just about every year, my wife and I would rent a place in Folly Cove. Oh, so we okay. Were, so, uh, and then, and, and each time, we'd be drooling at all. You know, we'd see a for sale sign. Yeah, if only. You know, we'd do yeah. that whole thing, yeah, right? Yeah. And um, so the, the, you know, I actually said, all right, listen, if we're going to do this, we need to uh, really find out. And so I said, we need to rent a place in the winter. So we did, right yeah. on the water in yeah. Lanesville. Oh, great. <laughs> so it was a treat, but we also, with our obligations in, uh, in Boston and so forth, still sorting out yeah. that commute. Well, that's so right. actually, And by the way, the winter, Lanesville takes it right in the teeth because oh that nor'easter comes right in there. <laughs> yeah. Your bones are shaking. Yeah, it seemed to come right through the glass yeah, of the exactly. windows. I don't know, something about that. But uh, so, anyway, all that to say, um, I do, I'm living up here in, during the heart of the season. So, you know, hopefully <laughs> that, that movement will continue while still balancing the obligations yeah. that are uh, in Boston. Well, that's such a wonderful lifestyle here because you can get serious, you can do your life's work, yeah. and yet you, yeah. you're not out yeah. there and some boss is spewing exhaust in your face. Yeah. Move it, buddy. You're just another director that's in right. this New York town of failed ambition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, also just getting back to the uh, identity of the theater, I think it is it's key to continue to investigate, okay, what are the pieces that are important to the community? What are people interested in? Mm -hmm. what, uh, what stories do they want told or are they eager to hear? Uh, as much as we're also looking to grow and develop the audience, mm -hmm. I noticed you didn't choose to bring in the play from Stoneham that was about the lobster men. Tell me the oh, name yeah. of that play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Lobster Girl, there I think. There you go, Lobster it? Girl. Yeah. Now, yeah. there's one that one would think on the surface would fit what you just said, plays. Mm -hmm. And yet, when I saw that, because we saw it as a favor to... Uh, yeah. Oh, MJ took us up, your, uh -huh. your board member there. Yeah. And, uh, and it was really fun, but I actually instinctively didn't necessarily think it was a Gloucester stage play. Right. It's like bringing Coles to Newcastle. Correct. Because, you know, especially That's some right. of the stuff was so corny or not exact. Did you see it? Uh, I did not. Yeah. And it was okay. Yeah. It was a mm -hmm. lot of fun, and it was written by Waylon Simes, yeah. who runs a place, so he obviously knows theater enough to know what works and doesn't work. Yeah. Um, and it was it was seemingly on the surface, oh, you should bring this to Gloucester. But in that sense, no, I think Gloucester wouldn't like a play like, like Greasy Pole the Musical. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sure, don't, why are you selling us to us? Well, we, yeah, you know, yes. we, already, we, we have Greasy Pole. We <laughs> yeah. don't need a facsimile. Yeah. Tell, tell me something I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So as you say, the balance of plays doesn't necessarily include cliches. Right. Yeah. The, the other piece that's interesting for us is, you know, the, what are the partnerships that make sense? Uh, so if a play gets done in Boston, mm -hmm. you know, does it make sense to do it in Gloucester? Mm -hmm. uh, if we do a co-pro, so a co-production with yeah. another theater, you know, what... 
And I, when you again, do that, does it travel to the two theaters one after correct. the other? Correct. Yeah. So only you're, you're, one set of staging yeah, costs. Yeah, that's right. So okay. you're look. Yeah, you're yeah. you're mitigating the you're just ultimate the salaries, cost. Too, as they say. Yeah. That's right. Okay. And yeah. uh, and the theaters share that. Uh, but if often you know when you look at it, uh, quite a large number of our audience does come from Boston metropolitan area yes. too. So and they, definitely the North Shore. You know, are we are we do we end up hurting ourselves yeah. by you know replicating a, a production that's yeah. already been done in Boston? Yeah, because it wouldn't be the other way around. Meaning the Gloucester people wouldn't have. Oh, they went to Boston to see it. No, that wouldn't happen. But you're right, people destination. Yeah. Uh, evening yeah so so we're we're open and eager and interested to look at those opportunities and it might be with theaters beyond you know the sort of a 60 75 mile radius well all i can say is um we're sort of a victim of your success you are producing and closing and teching your very last play and you got to go back to work (laughs) so we are going to just say to the entire community listening Come on down. Yeah. Check it out. Don't just see one. Uh, it, it's just wonderful. I really feel, I like your board too. I feel like instead of uh, saying you're not one of us, Mm-hmm. They're saying we are part of this. Mm-hmm. We're a Gloucester board that wants to be part of Gloucester, mm-hmm. not just a, you know, a kind of seasonal thing where we dip in and we're slumming and please come so we can afford to pay these real theater people. Correct. Instead, I get the feeling you you really care about your neighbor your your neighborhood, your community, and nice. basically selling tickets really is your ultimate vote. <laughs> yes. so come on out and vote <laughs> That's right. Yeah. for Robert Walsh. That's right. So thank you so much for coming today. Gordon, thank Anything you. I really appreciate it. Great or, conversation. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, just to get people out and, yeah. and uh, check out this final production. Yeah. This, I will also tell you, uh, as soon as we close it here, we're going to move it to New York City. So we have, a, we have a three-week yeah. run. La Mama? La Mama ah, Experimental La Mama. Theater down yeah. in the East Village, which is <laughs> oh, you know, a, a, just a great company. You know, for, for Well, so I know years. one thing that you would surely want want to say if you remembered was how much we appreciate Connor our engineers yeah, work right. in delivering this show good to man the people's ears good man Connor that's I right. like that that's or right. Bull Connor wasn't he the famous sheriff who you know <laughs> mowed down the people on the bridge yeah alright well Robert Walsh Gloucester Stage Company and Connor thank you all so much for your participation and we'll see you next time on Fishtown